never say die! Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 186 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And while in my heart, I will always be Ryu in my body, I am more of an E-Honda. Aw. Does that mean you've been taken out of the game? <laughs> I, mean, I noticed that in all the all the street new Street Fighters, there's no E-Honda. Yeah, no kidding. Makes me sad. I mean, he wasn't all that great a character. Hey, he was my character. As we said, he wasn't at all great of a character. <laughs> oh, big little, fat guy with a hundred hand slap, and that little <laughs> hop, that little <laughs> hop he did. Hoy, hoy, hoy. T Hawk, who Joel always called Thawk. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Thawk? He's no Zangief, but <laughs> all right. Well, we'll get to that. We're going to get to that. You might have guessed. We're talking about fighting games this week. Yep. Button mashers. Hey, Josh. Knock, knock. Who's there? Awkward transition. Awkward transition. Who would like an awkward transition? <laughs> if you like those, you should probably check out the Podcast Collective, where you can check out such shows as On the Block, The Coffin Joe Cast, I Am Salt Lake, and, of course, The Rad Dad Radio Hour. That is correct. And if you're looking for something to listen to noon on Saturdays, you go to Geek Life Radio, and we will be streaming. Nice. Yeah. Our older stuff is on uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yeah, we don't have any listener feedback this week. No, not a lot. Not a lot of action on the Facebook page either. Call us and leave us messages, you bums. Yeah, the last time we begged for one, uh, Justin hooked us up. So Yeah. Hopefully we've got some uh, brand new listeners uh, courtesy of our Anchor interview. Yeah, we were on Anchor, uh, the podcast of the day last Monday. I'm trying to find out if I can get a copy of that, so that way maybe I can post it as a .5 episode for us uh, right, off, right off our site onto the stream so you guys will be able to listen to it. But, uh, you know, they asked us some cool stuff, dug into a little bit about why we started the show and uh, some other questions like that. So, Made yeah, I, think. I noticed the analytics on the Facebook page jumped up. Oh, yeah, that's good. So thank you for coming. If you're new here, welcome to the show. We apologize for all the inside jokes and callbacks that you don't get yet. Yeah, Go back and listen to the yeah. other 185 shows. Right. And then you'll be caught up. Start with Peter Pan. Do it. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, so, yeah, it's about that time. Oh, yeah. It is. This week in music, movies, and TV. I'm Spooks, and I sent him to <laughs> What? Your son's in jail. <laughs> or that's what Chun Li used to say. Well, that was Cammy. Well, that's right. It was Cammy. Damn. Wow, you are out of it. Yeah. The hell used to be like the tops, I'm, man. I'm sober. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, now it's more a function of I can remember obscure trivia from 25 year old fighting games, but I can't remember what I did last week. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about that the other day to somebody. I said I can remember all my grade school teachers' names, but I can't remember what I did three days ago. I can't remember what you did three days ago. You don't want to know what I did three days ago. Ah, oh, tabs. <laughs> <laughs> so we, Patrick chose September 13th, 1993. It's Mortal Monday was the release of Mortal Kombat on home consoles. And I remember Mortal this. Kombat. Yeah, I remember the commercials for that. All the kids in the street start starting to scream Mortal Kombat. Oh, Mortal Monday was insane. It was. Like, 
Yeah. Everybody in my high school was going to Toys R Us or somewhere to pick up a copy for either Genesis or SNES. Mm -hmm. Mine was on Genesis, and I got the cool six-button Genesis controller, too. So many spines ripped out on that day. Yeah. I I think I had my uh, Dragon MK pin from Mortal Monday until, like, 2001 or something when I finally lost it. Uh I was in college. That's not a joke. No, no it's not a joke. Yeah, no, that would be the year that Joel and I graduated high school. Yeah, yeah, that whoop, was the summer I picked. I picked it up uh, that September, and then went straight to Concordia. So, but yeah, the rest is history. All the bloodshed on the Genesis, and all the sweat that was let loose on the Nintendo version. <laughs> that was so weird because the graphics were better on the NES, but no blood. Yeah. So music, music, everybody dance. Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. Can't Help Falling in Love by UB40. And ready? Start W-T-I-I. Up. Yeah, that's our acronym of the week, which is, of course, uh, Withered Testicles in Icicles. <laughs> <laughs> by Tag Team. Yes. <laughs> how, how would that work? By Bag Tag Team, apparently. Uh, uh, I, I, yeah, I, th- I think that's why they were withered, because they were in the icicles. And that would be, whoop, there it is. Uh, those are the top three songs in the land. Hey, On Pat. September 4th. Oh, I want to see if Pat knows this. Pat, what is the uh, legend be- or the story behind UB40's name? Nothing? I don't know. No? Any? Oh, wait. Uh, no. Huh? No, no, I don't know. Josh? I was thinking, I was thinking U2. And then it's like, no. nope, that's wrong. Josh, Joel? I've heard it and I can't remember. Something to do with a legal form or something like that? It is a form. UB40 is the unemployment benefits 40 uh, for Great Britain. Huh. I did I not know that. Yeah, I do go. not like UB40, just FYI. They're not the worst. Since we're about to do a cover show, I'm sure that's going to come up. <laughs> yeah, in general, when you've got that weird like pseudo-reggae uh, craze of the early uh, 80s to early 90s, yeah. those bands you don't like. Yeah, white guys doing reggae. I'm not for it. Untalented white guys. That's I should yeah, make sure to... Whatever it is, he's against it. <laughs> so he's exempting snow from that list. Oh, oh. Jesus. <laughs> he's like a founding uh, member of the shitty reggae club. On September 14th, a civil lawsuit was filed against Michael Jackson by 13-year-old Jordan Chandler and his parents, accusing the singer of sexually abusing the boy over the course of their friendship. It's a touching story. Obviously, this guy doesn't know what a friendship is about. It involves Jesus juice. You want to come up touching? I got some Jesus juice for you. I have inappropriately touched all my friends at one point or another. I can, just part of friendship. I can agree to that. In it's fact, I'm not sure he's touched any of his friends any other way. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh. just the way he shakes hands. <laughs> it's like he's measuring you for pants. <laughs> That's not how they measure you for pants. In prison. <laughs> Could I be? <laughs> On September 13th, Niall Horan... Irish singer of One Direction was born. So there. I see. I read what you wrote. Yeah. yeah. I didn't wrote it. That one was Michael. Oh, yeah. I, I read tried, what you wrote. I tried to find some somebody else that was someone we might know. Closest I got was this dude. Yeah. I mean, he was in the boy bands episode. So yeah. I'll allow it. All right. Yeah. Moving on to movies. 
This week, The Fugitive remains on the box office number one list for the sixth weekend in a row. Dr. Kimball earns a measly $8.3 million this week, but the search for the one-armed man ends up earning $368.9 million at the box office during its run. It is eventually knocked off by Bruce Willis's Striking Distance, sadly. That's a decent movie. It's no Fugitive. It's definitely yeah. one of the more forgettable Bruce Willis flicks, though. Yeah. The Fugitive is one of those movies that I always watch every time I'm flipping channels and it comes on. Yeah, I watch it because my uh, sixth grade teacher is in it. She's one of the nurses at the nurses station. Oh, I thought maybe Neil Flynn was your sixth grade teacher. That would have been cool. Well, yeah, uh, but Joe, Joey Pants, maybe. Yeah, Joey Pants. No, Miss Sundstrom. Arr. Raymond William <laughs> Stacy Burr was born on May 21st, 1917. This Canadian-American actor was best known for his portrayal of Perry Mason on the show of the same name and as the murderer in the Alfred Hitchcock classic Rear Window. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but what many people don't know is that Burr was also a great philanthropist, sponsoring 26 foster children, many with severe medical needs. On <laughs> I was going to interject a, another always sunny joke. He's a full-on rapist. <laughs> no. <laughs> On September 12th, Raymond Burr closed his last case and was released with time served as he passed away from liver cancer. The word you were looking for was philanderer. Bump, bump. <laughs> Just saying. Janice Carroll was born on <laughs> February 19th, 1932 in Hollywood, California. She was an actress known for Shane, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, and The April Fools. She died on September 10th in San Fernando Valley, California, also from cancer. I love you, Shane. Come back, Janice Carroll. Shane. <laughs> I can't wait. All these new listeners are just, this is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently this show is about people yelling random things in cancer. Right. TV, September 10th. The X-Files, created by Chris Carter and starring David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson, debuts on Fox. Yeah. And we did that for an episode. Yes, we yeah. did. Oh, yeah. And my wrist was never the same. Which would also mean that uh, Briscoe County Jr. would have debuted. Yeah, right around she, the same time. Yeah. Oh, I found Never a, seen it. What? I have the box set. <laughs> I'm not a big Bruce Campbell fan, you guys are. Ah! The fact that Mike owns the box set and Patrick has never seen it, these are facts that surprise no one who knows <laughs> both of you. <laughs> 100%. Yep. Yep. So uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien premieres on NBC as he replaces David Letterman as the host. Also debuting this week is The Animaniacs on Fox Kids. Mm, I love both of those shows. Uh -huh. Indeed. Which is currently Animaniacs is on uh, Netflix right now, too. So I've watched Conan since the first episode. Not, I haven't seen every episode, but I've, I've watched a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Consistently just absurd and funny. It is. The same as The Anima Animaniacs. Yep. <laughs> Joel's just been watching Shane over and over again all this time. Uh, Frasier, starring Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce, premieres on September 15th. Great show. Yes, it was. That's another one of those shows that if I'm flipping through the channels and it pops up, it's like, oh, I know I will laugh at this. So let's keep it on. You know, um, you guys know that, that he holds the record for the longest character in primetime. Mm, you know, all, really? all, all through Cheers and Fraser, yeah, it's like twenty-two seasons of the same character. Well, he pretty what? much is that. What character. is the third? What is the third show that Fraser Crane appeared on? Shame. 
because he, <laughs> <laughs> he was in three different primetime shows. Um, he wasn't a regular on the third one, but he did appear. The character oh, did shit. appear. He was in Cheers, Frasier. The Tertellis? Cheers and Frasier, and then there was a third appearance. The um, Tertellis? No. Damn it. That's a good guess, though. <laughs> Wings. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was a good show, too. Yeah. I like that one. Thomas Hayden Church is great in just about everything. And oh. he and uh, David Hyde Pierce appeared together on The Simpsons. True, yes. And Thomas Hayden Church when they're playing Trivial Pursuit. And Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to sports. <laughs> on September 8th, the Houston Astros' Daryl Kyle throws the third no-hitter of the season in a 7-1 win over the New York Mets. Which is just insane because many most pitchers don't even have three no hitters in their career. Hmm. He did three in a season. How many did he have total career? Uh, four, I think. Wow. Hey. <laughs> he had a pretty good year in '94. <laughs> uh, at the 113th Women's U.S. Open, Steffi Graf beat Helena Sukova six three six three on September 11th, and the next day, September 12th, at the 113th Men's U.S. Open, Pete Sampras beat. Cedric Pioleen, six four six four six three. I don't know who Cedric Pioleen is. I don't think I've ever heard that name. I was going to say, that's the only one of the four I don't know. Yeah, same here. I don't like soccer. That's tennis. Oh, yeah. I don't like tennis either. <laughs> you just wanted to randomly say you don't like soccer. Let's shit on soccer for a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not literally. Not literally. Don't get excited. Oh. Sucks a pack-in. Don't do that either. <laughs> It's Joey Vacuum Ass. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Moscone, world billiards champ, died of a heart attack at 80 years old on September 16th. You guys know that name? I I've know, heard the name, yeah. I do know that name. He's one of the most famous uh, pool players of all time. Yeah, the only reason I know it because of one of my high school buddies. His dad owned a uh, pool pool hall and nice. did was the editor. They owned like Pool and Billiards magazine. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, heard about him from from him. I hmm. would imagine so, yeah. Yeah. He's he, he's like the, I don't know if I would necessarily say he's the Michael Jordan of that sport, but he's definitely like uh, like the Larry Bird. Um, nice. And then on September 18th, we see the premier game of the NHL expansion team, the LA Mighty Ducks against the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> dumbest name, <laughs> dumbest name in all professional sports. Penguins. Mighty. Yeah. Oh, not the Penguins. <laughs> well, didn't Disney, wasn't Disney one of their major... Uh, yeah, yeah. Sponsors. So there you go. I mean, yeah, well, it's 100% product placement, but still, it's just a dumb name for so many reasons. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Shane! <laughs> Where are you, Shane? Is this going to be the bullshit for this show? <laughs> just for Hadouken! All right, so we are talking about fighting games now. No. Yeah, and to clarify, we're basically talking about uh, arena fighters. 2D or 3D, we're not going to be getting into beat-em-ups like Double Dragon or Bad Dudes, that kind of thing. We're, we're mm-hmm. talking more your Mortal Kombats and your Street Fighters. Yeah. There's no rule in fighting games. Mostly one-on-one shit. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. There's going to be some weird exceptions along the history timeline. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, just one-on-one, so stuff like Turtles is out. Right. So... All right, so Josh did all the research on this because fighting games is one of his fortes, one of his favorites. Um, his niche, if you will. Yes. Uh. 
What the heck? <laughs> maybe maybe Josh disagrees. <laughs> no, I had to cycle through when you guys mentioned it was my forte. I realized, holy shit, I forgot to silence my phone, so we're going to get random Hadokens every time someone posts <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> oh, that'd be perfect. All right. Yeah, so. this, this is the one episode maybe you should leave it on. Yeah. yeah. So you want to lead us through it then, Josh? All right. So we're going to start all the way back in 1984 with the first – controversially the first fighting game we're defining it as karate champ there are a few before karate champ if you're counting like boxing games and this weird one-on-one top-down sword fighting game called warrior Mm. which wasn't very good anyway top down yeah yeah you have like a bunch of polygons uh that look like a couple of knights with uh swords and th- th- what they wanted to do is have the left joystick be move your dude and the right joystick be swing your sword. And they ran out of money. So mm-hmm. instead, if you can find a cabinet of warrior, it's got one joystick and a button that switches between swinging your sword and being able to move your character. So you can't do both. Ooh. Huh. Just like a real fight. So in a karate champ, you're going to have uh, one or two players. You've got the guy in the red gi and the guy in the white gi uh you played a th- best of three which is like if you tag your opponent you get a hit and that's or a half, you get a point or a half a point depending on what it was that's true yeah you need three points and you fight on a log i used to love that that game because it was uh my mom used to do her laundry uh at the laundromat and it was one of the games that they had the other one being i think we've talked about it before the the um battle the, the tank game where everything is just, you know, lines and green. Oh, Battlezone. Battlezone, yeah. Those were the those were the two games at the laundromat. So I played the shit out of them. Oh, yeah. And Karate Champ was an immediate runaway hit. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I remember punch, punching the bull in the head, making his brain fall oh, out. That's a callback to one of the early episodes. True. Is this the one where you had to dodge the bull? Yeah. That's yep. what I just talked about. Yeah. Okay. You, you had to, like, squat down and punch him just perfectly in the head, and his brain fell out. Yeah, best of three and those bonus rounds in between bouts that you're going to see repeated throughout the later games all started here. Well, and what's interesting is is back in the in the day, I remember playing this at at uh, I think it was at the Circle K, and exactly how simple it was, but how many hours were wasted playing this game. Mm-hmm. Now, has anyone besides me played Yi Ar Kung Fu? I'm looking at it. I have seen it. I don't recall playing it. I've only that, ever. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say that there's a there's a game that had um the villains like one of them was a female who threw fans and the other one was a big fat guy that had a chain that would go across, you know and try to you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that I mean is that is that this game? That's either ER Kung Fu or the NES version because the NES version was more of a side scrolling beat 'em up, but it still had the same bosses. Yes, Pat. That's the game you're thinking of. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I used to like that game. Her name was. Oh yeah. Her name was Fan. <laughs> yeah, there were eleven different uh, masters. Oh, so we're seeing the first in the style. Though you couldn't play against somebody. Uh, it was just a one-player game. But at the beginning, uh, you've got some of the huge advancements that are continued to this day with uh, life bars at the top that reach towards a central KO symbol, Mm -hmm. Uh, special moves, including being able to throw a projectile as opposed to, uh, I think Kung Fu had like four. Did this go by any other name or was it always just year Kung Fu? 
Uh, in the U.S., it was Yar Kung Fu, which is like literally one two Kung Fu. Um, I, and I remember playing it, but I don't remember that name. Yeah, I I've only ever played it uh, at the Galloping Ghost. Well, I think this may be one of those where if it did make its way to the states back in '85, the chances are that they changed out the plastic on it. You know, because Yar Kung Fu would make it or just put another Kung Fu type name on there. Or just game or took it out. Cause I, I mean, I know I have seen this, but I don't remember seeing the console. Usually I can remember the whole cabinet, but this I don't recall that outside of just screens. Yeah. I remember playing it, but I don't, yeah, I don't recognize any of the artwork or anything else. Hmm. So then two years later, after 1985's ER Kung Fu, we've got the first Street Fighter. And a lot of people think they've played the first Street Fighter, but you, maybe you did. <clears throat> Uh, I didn't play it until years after Street Fighter 2, because uh, it's mostly like ER Kung Fu, where you've got a single-player mode against a bunch of different uh, bosses. If I remember right, you choose the country you want to go to next, and then you have to f- defeat the two fighters there. Mm-hmm. Yep. But someone can jump in with another quarter, and you're playing as Ryu, and uh, the second player can jump in as Ken, and you do a best-of-three match, and whoever wins gets to go on. So of the classic Street Fighter 2 lineup, uh, you've basically just got Ryu, Ken, and then the final boss is uh, Sagat, who in Street Fighter 2 has the scar across his chest from you beating him in the first game as Ryu. Now, is this before or after he was on Full House? I remember by the Dreamcast era, like the big punk guy from Britain, Birdie, was a playable character. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Well, and looking at this, I mean, of course, Rayu and Ken look familiar, but the rest of them, yeah, I I don't think I ever played this. Yeah, the two guys from America uh, were never uh, put in uh, any other game, as far as I know. It's like Joe and Mike. Yeah, I was saying, yeah, that would be a terrible game. Me and Joe running <laughs> around. Yeah, it's like Joe is just like a random street fighter, and like Mike is a boxer. Huh. Really, really boring characters. All right. And then, the, uh, however, I mean, it has some of these features that uh, inspired knockoffs, and there's a bunch of knockoffs of Kung Fu and Street Fighter, and then everything changed in 91 with Street Fighter 2. For a lot of us, this is going to be our first one after Karate Champ. And I, I can't think of any in between Karate Champ and, and yeah, man. The one yeah. I was thinking of was the Year of Kung Fu, and I didn't realize it. I didn't recognize it by name, so I thought you'd actually left that off, but you didn't. So I can't think of anything. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I mean, you've got the eight directional stick. This is where you're going to pick up six buttons. Mm hmm. Hence the term button masher. And this is also where the uh, combos really started kicking in a little bit more also. Oh, sure. And it was an accident. The developers realized, oh, if I hit these punch buttons in combination, then go into a strong low kick, my opponent can't block. They're like, hey, wait a minute. That's pretty badass. If I do this, my opponent can't block. Yeah. And they came out in, uh, for the Super NES, which is, I believe, the version that we played the most of. Oh, yeah, for sure. I ended up buying every version of a Street Fighter 2 that was released on the SNES. Mm-hmm. 
There were, there were more versions of Street Fighter 2. Oh, yeah. They didn't oh. do Street Fighter 3 for a while. They did Super Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Alpha, which is the one that's got Cammy, DJ, T-Hawk. That was the one we played the most. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then there was the VS one. Yeah. There? Yeah. There was, there's, they, they milked Street Fighter 2 for a long time before they decided to put a 3 behind that name. Yeah, if you look at some of the articles about what the culture was like when it came out, like there were a bunch of guys who were um, selling arcade machines for a living, and overnight they were buying Porsches. Oh, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it, it just like the cultural impact and how much money uh, Street Fighter II machines were making was just insane and unprecedented. Like since the beginning of the original uh, arcade machines. Yeah, and that's, and that's also where, I mean... It, you think of the the game that you're playing against somebody in the arcades. This is, I think, the point where everybody started putting the quarters up on the. Oh you know, yeah, this is where and, the real com- com- competition slew. kicked in. You get a slew of imitators <laughs> right after a Street Fighter Two drops, and nobody could match the success except for the little company in Chicago called Midway that comes out with Mortal Kombat. Well, before we move on to Mortal Kombat, what was the longest you ever stayed on a Street Fighter arcade game on one quarter, Josh? Um, I was easily able to, assuming people didn't jump up to challenge me. No, I'm talking about like with challenges and everything. <sighs> I mean, I, three, four hours sometimes. Damn. Jeez. I <laughs> Usually I defeat all comers and go on to beat the boss. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know this was your specialty, Street Fighter 2. Yeah, I, it got to a point where in the dorms, uh, Jay could play me with Chun-Li if I was on Ryu. And no one else would let me pick Ryu. Yeah, yeah that's right. We were banned from picking him if we, yeah, if we ever had little tournaments or just fuck around time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The Governor of Chicken Nuggets tournament. That was later, though. And after after like three uh, three weeks, you guys realized you had to also ban Ken. <laughs> yeah, like he's pretty much just Ryu light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and what's interesting, though, is, is how light years this was ahead of, of Karate Champ. Because you think in Karate Champ, you got two guys. They basically can move back and forth, punch and kick, and that's about it. Here you had a bunch of people you could pick from, so you could really get your own character and not have to worry about other people kind of wanting to play the same character. We kind of intentionally had our own individual people that we played. Jay always played girls. And um, plus you had the combo maneuvers and it, the graphics. It just It's just night and day. But I remember we wasted so much time playing this game. And yeah. I... I would still do that if I if we all were together. It's so fun. I could just remember the early frustration before people figured out how to uh, block my stock combo. The jump in with light punch, jump almost over your head with strong kick, and then immediately land, crouch, and do the spinning strong kick, mm-hmm. which knocked you down, and then uh, fireball you while you're on the ground. It takes like half your life, and if you don't know it's coming, it's completely unblockable. Yep. So let's let's stop for one more second then. So if those are Josh's key characters, Mike, who was yours, and Pat, who's who was yours? Well, mine was E Honda. I, I played him like I've always in any kind of fighting game. I pretty much always pick whoever the biggest dude is. Yeah, that's yeah. you. Because I can't handle the fast characters because I'm not you know my hand eye coordination on the console games is not good enough. So, but it's I fun to the, watch. I pick the big strong guys <laughs> who can take a beating usually and, and dole out a beating when they get a hold of you. I assume you didn't want to learn all the complicated combinations for Zangief. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, I couldn't handle that stuff. Yeah, for E-Honda. 
Yeah, you got to realize that playing in the college dorms with you guys on those consoles was literally the first time I'd ever played console games in my life. That's fair. And, and E-Honda, if I remember right, he just had hold back, then forward and punch to fly at you with his head, and then bash punch a bunch of times for 100 hand slap. And that yeah. was basically it. And if, if you if you got him, you know, if you got your opponent cornered in the in the far end of either side of the screen, and you just started, you know, doing the hundred hand slap, they were just you're just gonna kill him. That's all there's to it. Well, and let's not Josh forget. Would be so mad if I got him cornered and just started slapping. He's like, damn it! <laughs> you, you've never lived until you've seen Pat play a, a button masher. <laughs> the faces yeah. he makes are quite possibly the most entertaining thing ever. Well, either that, and he also he'll start on one side of the couch and wind up on the other side by the time he's done. <laughs> Yeah, I, I take my fighting games very seriously. Like, mm. you know, it's, it's full contact for me. What, what about you, Mike? Uh, when I now it, in Street Fighter, in Street Fighter Two, I usually wound up playing. Um, hang on, where's the list? Blanca. Yeah, I like, I like Blanca both. for that one, but it wasn't until the second one went because I I wasn't playing against. If I played Chun Li, that would mean I would have to go up against Jay playing Chun Li, which is ridiculous because Jay's programmable and he just would like. <laughs> knock off these combos like nothing else. But um, when they got to the next one, I picked up on uh, Cammy. That's what I remembered. Was you? You were you like Cammy? Yeah, because this one, this one, Cammy wasn't in it. It wasn't until the next one where Cammy came up. My other favorite and, out of these is: uh, Have you guys ever played the Super Puzzle Fighter? Yeah, I left it off, but yeah, it's technically that combination of like Tetris and uh, Street Fighter. Yeah. Uh, before we move to that, though, Joel, I want to hear Joel's answer. To oh, the wrong yeah, question. sorry. Oh, um, well, for me, I mean, I think it was, uh, it started off as, as Dalsam, but because right. you did play that motherfucker all the time, <laughs> because he, um, it, it, because of how slow he was sometimes. And I, I just, for some reason I slowly shifted and I, I became a Zangief guy. Um, and I, 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 I like the big guys too. And even if they're a little slow, if you can figure out the right combination of things and get the opponents on the ropes like you said with the thousand hundred hand slap you can do a lot of damage pretty quick and plus people didn't want to pick him so made it easy yeah i i'm right there with you joel my first choice uh the first time i load up street fighter i thought i was going to be a dalsim guy he just looked so cool but he's so slow and his ranges are awkward yeah hmm. so. well i mean you try to you know throw your arms 10 feet away from you and see yeah. how awkward it is for you he was always my second guy, though. And if if Zangief wasn't available, or I wanted to change it up. Dalsam was always my second. Like whoever guy. picked the boxer is what I want to know. Like who's the guy that's picking that one? Oh, Balrog. Yeah, Balrog. Yeah, they had to do the triangle swap on the la- on the final three bosses' names because Balrog was originally M Bison because M stood for Mike, and they were afraid that Mike Tyson were, was going to sue them, and so they moved his name to the last guy because they're like, well, he doesn't look like a vega so okay so the last guy is now uh balrog and uh the guy with the mask and the long ponytail and the wolverine claws became suzanne vega yeah vega little, little known fact his first name is suzanne she looked <laughs> she looked good in that so back then past going on past the 1992 mortal Kombat debuted when this first came out, I was not a big fan. I mean, it looked pretty and it was super gory, but it was so much less of a technical fighter that I, and I was already all in on Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. It was very choppy, the first one. 
Yeah. I mean, when it came out, when Mortal Monday hit and it came out for home consoles and I didn't have to pump quarters into it anymore, I, I got immediately into it. Well, I think the reason it looked choppy to you is because the this was kind of like a different way of animating the characters. It wasn't a – it was, but it wasn't a sprite. Right. It was a sprite put together of a bunch of digitized images. Mm-hmm. So that's why it looked a little bit jankier than Street Fighter is, because it's you only had so many of the photos that you can get from the digitized images. And digitizing back then was kind of just getting away from the Lego brick look. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the dorms, the one we were playing, was Mortal Kombat 2. Mm-hmm. Where you finally get Reptile. Was that with a Toasty also? Well, that was, I remember when we discovered, if you did the strong uppercut... Uh, you could knock somebody down into the uh, uh, acid mm-hmm. at the bottom, and you'd get the guy jumping out and go, Toasty! <laughs> well, I remember the big hoo I forgot about that, dude. Yeah. I remember the big hoo-ha when this came out, too, and everyone was like, oh, my God, it's so violent. It's so terrible. Oh, it's the worst. You know, they're ripping heads off. And I remember Our seeing... children are going to be serial killers. I know. This is the, this is the latest thing to make us become ser- serial killers. Trust us, at 92 at this point, if we were going to become serial killers, we would have already had our list ready. Um, <laughs> you don't have one? Never mind. Didn't I didn't say, say anything. Anyway, so, um, but no, I remember seeing this in the, in the, uh, in the arcades and it was just like, this is what you're worried about? <laughs> really? I'm like, have you not seen Robocop? You know, it's right. Like this. right. <clears throat> I mean, and it th- was, it was violent. It was gory, but it was gory in such a cartoony way. That it didn't even matter. I think that's one of the things that's kept them alive. So they've kept this kind of tongue-in-cheek type uh, attitude to it, especially with characters like Johnny Cage. Like if a 14-year-old tries to rip somebody's spine out, he's not going to be successful. Well, well depends on what he uses. I mean, you use a backhoe. I'm saying like if you just, you know, try to emulate the game and just rip somebody's spine out, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And does, does Katana ring any uh, horny bells for anybody? Yeah, well, I mean... It, 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 it reminds me of Jay's bachelor party. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> oh, is that what you were inferring? Yeah. Yes, that's what I was heading for. But anyway, I, I just had to derail for a second because I was looking at the characters from... Uh, Every Mortal time Kombat I hear that too. Halcyon song, yeah. I'm, I'm always like, mm-hmm. Ah, stripper. Um, right. I, I remember, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you, Josh, that when I first like saw this, I was like, yeah, it's not Street Fighter 2. And I, I never really got into it, into it, but... It, it was fun, and I think uh, was it what's his name? Not Sub Zero. Uh, Scorpion. No, no, no. The guy with the the wicker hat. Raiden. Raiden. Oh yeah, Raiden. Raiden. Yeah, I always liked Raiden and uh, Sub Zero. I think were probably my two that I like to play the most. Just looking at the list here, I was oh. a Scorpion guy until Baraka came out. Baraka wins. I heard that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think I really had a, a character that I played more than any in that game. I'm looking up Baraka because I don't remember what he looks like. Oh, he's I, liked it. I liked it when um, uh, what's his name, the forearmed guy became a playable character. Oh, that's um, Goro. Goro. Yeah, Goro. Yeah. Goro I, was I, played, I played him in like what was it, Mortal Kombat two or whatever, when they made them all playable. Mm-hmm. Big guy with lots of muscles. Yep, that's that's my archetype. Oh yeah, Baraka was already in Mortal Kombat two. Yeah, that was when they added uh, a bunch: Katana, Melina. Well, that's Jax. When, that's when you could play uh, Shang Tsung also, and that was a real tough character to, character to play because he would morph into all the other characters. 
Wow. So you, so you had to be able to know. You would, could play Shang Tsung and then morph into Scorpion, but then you had to know Scorpion's move. Then you could morph into Kano, and but then you'd have to know his moves too. So that was one of the things that it says here in the uh, in the background of this one. This is where juggling came in, being able to keep a character in the air and uh, getting dizzied also. Good call. So, and that was, that was a lot of fun is getting like, especially getting somebody cornered and pulling a juggle on them. Is that like multi-combos where you just, you know, yeah, throwing them in the air and kicking them and kicking them and punching them and kicking them yeah. and all that crap. Oh yeah. Like the bicycle kick thing. What'd you guys well, think? Of, oh, juggling is knocking somebody in the air and before they land, knocking them in the air again. So they can never respond if you time it right. Mm-hmm. Now, what'd you guys think of the, of the more, ta- of the uh, fatalities when they first kicked in? I thought they were fun. Yeah, I can never do them myself, but I like watching Josh do them. <laughs> well, that was one of the reasons why I played Scorpion is because not only did his fatality look badass, it was one of the easiest ones to complete. What was your what favorite? Was <clears throat> no, go ahead. I said, what was his fatality? Uh, that was the one where he ripped off the uh, mask and he had the skull, and uh, then he spit fire at you and burned you up. Yep. Yeah. Out of, out of the original, let's see, there were. Three, four, five, six, seven. Out of the original uh, Mortal Kombat characters, what's your favorite character and mortality or fatality? I don't. I, like I said, I, I didn't really have one in, in that game. No, I like as goofy as he was. I like Johnny Cage. It was a fun one. He was he was the guy who would do the splits and then punch you in the punch you in the junk. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. But also known as the Jean Claude Van Damme. Hmm. That, that's I think that's the character they, they kind of parodied him, parodied him after that, but like a uh, combination of him and Chuck Norris, yeah. Almost. Well, I think I think probably Sub Zero in the in the original, and I mean you can't go wrong with spine ripping, right? No, not at all. Then things got a little stranger. Yeah, I mean we've got right after that uh, we've got Virtual Fighter, where uh, people decide let's let's go 3D. Mm-hmm. They could run around. Now, this one, we were playing, playing this one at the hip. Oh, we played the hell out of this game. Mm-hmm. We sure did. Yeah. Because it was more technical than Mortal Kombat. Maybe not as precise as Street Fighter. And then you also had the additional strategy of uh, if your opponent was dumb enough to get near the edge of the ring, you could knock him out for a victory. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite way to win in that game. I didn't, and, you know, I, I wanted, always wanted to push people off the edge. And Virtual Fighter 2 is when the Governor of Chicken Nuggets tournament happened with Matt and Gretchen, and we had tons of people at the apartment, wasn't it? Uh, the house, yeah. Yeah, at the house. Well, sorry, not the apartment, the house. Well, yeah, that was uh, also when they brought over the Dreamcast, and uh, Matt and uh, who who else came with Matt that trip? I think Barrett was there, wasn't he? Might have been Barrett. Yeah, they didn't know anything about me in Street Fighter. <laughs> And I sat down with Ryu and just uh, just demolished it, having never touched the controls. And by like the third stage on Perfect, they were yelling at the screen, rooting for the bad guys to it's just just hit him. <laughs> That's when Patrick turned to him and said, "You know, th- this and eat Doritos is pretty much all he does." <laughs> That's why all the controllers are covered in a fine orange dust. Yep, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> but no, but, this oh, go ahead, Joel. I was just going to say, I remember, though, playing this one actually in the arcade with, um, who was a character that looked like a, a fox or something? You played Wolf. Wolf. That was in, yours. In, in the arcade. But then when, I think it was when Virtua Fighter 2 happened is when I became a huge fan of Shun-D. 
You see that drunken master? Yeah. He was my favorite too. He was a pretty cool character. He could kick ass. He just looked funny when he did it. Well, those are those kind of characters I always enjoyed. It's one of those like the the fighting style that just did not match up with everybody else's type of thing. Like um well we we'll get to it later, but there was a drunken fighter in Tekken also. Oh yeah. A lot of fun and then also there's they also had like the eventually started putting in more 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 uh styles of fighting into Street Fighter also. So you would have like DJ who was um the Jamaican guy who did what's the name of the kind of fighting that he played? The one was oh, he like, did Capoeira. Yeah, that's the kind of dancing one, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, Brazilian martial art. Mm-hmm. I getting confused Tekken 2 in Virtua Fighter? Hmm? Am I getting confused with Tekken 2? Oh, you are. I don't think so. No, he is, because he's thinking He's thinking of the, uh, um, uh, who are you thinking of? You're thinking of Kuma from Tekken. The lion guy? The guy, yeah, the wrestler well, that had the... Kuma was the bear. Oh, no, who was the, who was the, the guy with the, uh, leopard head on? Oh. Armor King? That's just... Oh, that's Armor King, yeah. Okay. Armor King, you put, pl- the Armor King was the guy with the leopard head on, but you played the character named Wolf when we would play a, uh, we would play Virtual Fighter, Joel. And I, well, I was thinking of the, the tournament though. Was it Virtual Fighter or was it Tekken 2? I don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, I it, was it was on Tek- Dreamcast. I think it was Tekken 2. Might have been. Cause I was P-Jack and I got my ass kicked in the first round. <laughs> uh, I actually don't think I won that one. No, Gretchen did. Yeah. With which character? I don't remember, but she was button mashing away and somehow pulled a win. <laughs> so before we get to Tekken, though, yes. uh, 1994, you have the game Patrick can't possibly forget. <laughs> Killer <laughs> Instinct. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the the my favorite character, and that was uh, Glacius, and it took me a good four hours to figure out that that was the game I was looking for last week. <laughs> This game made me so angry. <laughs> uh, its biggest feature was the auto doubles, where you had to memorize this uh, sequence of buttons, and if you got the timing right, you'd automatically pull off like a seven-hit combo. So someone who didn't memorize all of those things, there's virtually no technical aspect to it. You could hit the punch button and you'd punch once, but you couldn't do combat uh, combos without doing the auto doubles. And if someone knew how to do them, you had to memorize the sequence for the combo breaker. Right. And these things are ridiculously long. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, Pat, you would have, you would have no, you would have no patience for this crap. Yeah. That's why I didn't play it much. <laughs> well, I'm I, did, I never, I never could uh, figure out how to do the melt into the ground and teleport thing with Glacius, so I gave up. Okay. So Aww. here's, here's one of the characters. Jade is one of the characters on this and her, her super one of her super moves uh you have to have super six super bar blocks and it's quarterback down down quarter forward back fierce punch three blocks and then the next one is down quarterback back quarterback down quarter forward forward fierce kick yeah fuck that <laughs> yep <laughs> and the thing is is like once that kicked in i mean i've been a like i would go to an arcade that was at the mall that i worked at on my lunch play and someone would come over put a quarter down fine you're gonna play i know what's gonna happen you're this you're this kid you spent your entire day memorizing this combo yep there it is i'm just gonna go finish my lunch somewhere else while your character finishes <laughs> kicking mine's ass like, i mean if you can like do the combo and then just like release the controller uh, you know what's the point 
Well, and that's the thing. It's like the the combos were stupid, ridiculous. I mean, and oh yeah. I mean, not that they weren't cool to look at, but after you get your ass kicked by him three or four times in a row, then you're like, okay, I'm done with this. Uh, Mike, do you remember your character? Pat has already uh, for for Ki. I never really played Killer Instinct that much. Huh? I was I, I played it even though I hated it, and my guy was Fulgore. The a big uh, looks like he's got a Brotherhood of Steel helmet, two claws. Yeah, I I, I know which guy you took. The guy had like the ponytail coming out of the top. Was that him? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. him. Well, I I would play him. I just never I never got into it. I never got into it enough to be able to say I have one single character. I would play a different one every time. Well, there's a reason why I played him. It's because down, downright, right, and punch shot a fireball. So I was trying to play Ryu again. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even remember this one. You like from that. Jurassic Park. I know this. <laughs> looking at the screens, I don't even remember this one. Yeah, this I mean, one. I remember the name, but. Well, this one was it, also. It was a game that Mike had at his apartment, and he and I played it occasionally, and I think it was about it. Yeah, and this was made by Rare, which uh, mm-hmm. would come out to make some other great games later on. But uh, And they also did um, Goldeneye. Yep. So, I mean, they they had a good pedigree on it. It's just I could not, I just could not get past this one. Now, the same year, we have the first Tekken, which wasn't even supposed to be a game. It was originally going to be Namco's in-house 3D character modeling program, and they're like, shit, we got to put out another fighter. So uh, the guy who designed the first virtual fighter came on board, and this was supposed to be a spiritual successor. And the only reason this was uh, popular is because it came out the same time as Virtual Fighter 2, but the way the cabinets were put together, one of them was like $15,000, and this one was like 10000 hmm. So it was cheaper for people to buy the machines. Which, because of the cabinet. Yep. It was because of the board that was used, the switches that were used on the joystick and buttons. Uh, and the Virtual Fighter had all this extra stuff to get the full 3D rolling, much more expensive to produce. That's crazy. Huh. Didn't know that. I didn't actually know that until today when I was doing the research. Hmm. Now, this one is, if you're going to go with one of those where somebody who just can sit down and literally maybe chew on a controller... Has just <laughs> Depending on the character you pick, yeah, like the kangaroo guy, you can just bash your hand with a boxing glove on your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> womp, 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 womp. You win. Is success? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'd look like you were doing all this badass stuff, but you're just like smashing the buttons with your fist. Yeah. <laughs> and then they also... I mean, I like it. Yeah, oh. And I think one of the things that they did with the... Was it the... Which version of it that had the PlayStation... One, they, the combo buttons, you were on the triggers. So you can actually pull one of the triggers on the PlayStation controller and it would pull off like it would be the same as pushing three buttons on the controller. Yeah. Which, and that was the first time where the fighting games in this generation were starting to look good. Like the post SNES, mm-hmm. this and the stuff you were starting to see coming out for the Dreamcast are going to be your first real big ones. Yeah. And this, this, and this was a lot of fun. This, physically moved a lot faster than the other games that we had played. True. That I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much faster it was. Probably the fastest one until you get to Soul Calibur, which we're getting there, but not quite. Yeah. I'm yeah. Trying to see if I recognize any of these characters. Cause oh. I remember playing Tekken two quite a bit, but 
Oh, I don't know who my character was. Kunimitsu. That was the uh, the girl in the fox mask. Oh, yeah. Real fast. Had a little sword. Had some pretty cool uh, combos also. But I think, though, my favorite combo on this one had to have been uh, Yoshimitsu's. Y- Yoshimitsu was my guy. And I remember the time I accidentally pulled off the combo I'm certain you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The sword? The sword one. Where he stabs. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he flips around. He... he dizzies you, grabs you, flips you around, and then throws a sword through his own chest to stab you through the back. Oh, see, no, I was talking about, he's also got a secret combo, where all he does is commit seppuku. He grabs (laughs) his sword, flips it around, stabs himself in the belly, and dies. And then you lose, right? Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. That's (laughs) that's. I learned that one the hard way. He's like, oh, yeah. Cool. Let's, Let's do that. I think I was there at the time you tried it the first time, and you're just like, huh. <laughs> when, he, when he just died and wouldn't get up, you're like, huh. <laughs> Is there a drunken master in this one, too? Yeah. Yeah, there okay. was a... I try to remember him. He was the one he carried, like, two jugs in this one. Older, old old dude, bald, gray hair. Um, God, where's, his, where's the list? Because I recognize the guy with the cheetah, or the le- cheetah head, or leopard head, or whatever it is, and I remember playing the the guy with the beard that I think was the drunken guy. Wang. Wang Jinrei. That's the, I think that was the, uh. No offense. <laughs> yeah, I think his, he was a drunken fighter. Okay. That, that's really all I remember about it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't recognize anybody else here. That's weird for as much as I remember playing it. I was prototype Jack. P Jack. I'm looking that up. <clears throat> Good radio. Oh. Yeah, I really got into Tekken when it hit uh, the PS2. Yeah. That was Tekken Tag Tournament was my jam. Yeah, then it got then it got even faster. Yeah. So then in 96, we have the very, very controversial Dead or Alive. <laughs> like, super fast, great countering system, but all of the marketing and all of the character design was all about boobs. Yep. And it still oh. is. <laughs> Yep, pretty much. And I hey. played that a lot. Oh, yeah. I've, I've never played it. I'm interested. <laughs> oh, this yeah, Dead or Alive. It's had several incarnations of it. Um, we got the PS2 when I worked at uh, when I worked at Wizards. This, it came out, and we one of the guys bought one, and we played Dead or Alive on the uh, the monitor that we had for our normal like our inventory computer in the back on it all day. Um, the goofiness of it, as I was talking about earlier before the show, was they actually, in the PlayStation version and in the Dreamcast version, you put in how how old you were. So you had an age limit on there. So you can put in, like, I think it was like 10 to 100 or something like that. And the higher your age was, the more uh, affected by physics where the boobs were. So yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. It is. It is ridiculous. But in in the this <laughs> sounds so stupid. But in defense of the game, it is a really good fighting game at the core. Yeah, and it gets more ridiculous. Uh, eventually, they came out with uh, Dead or Alive uh, Extreme Beach Volleyball, which I owned, <laughs> which was just a beach volleyball game starring all the female characters from the Dead or Alive series in bikinis, and then you could dress them up. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm not proud of how much I played that game, but I did. <laughs> Nobody is proud about how much they played that game. 
so best the last game ever. Oh, last bad when, I, when I'm thinking, like, this is a creepy game. As I'm looking <laughs> <at> the, <pictures. laughs> the last major entry in then is going to be a 1998 Soul Calibur, which is technically the second game in the series. Uh, the Soul Calibur series started with Soul Edge, but most people know it first. Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. You got your standard beat em up, but everyone's also got a weapon. I was going to say, this is the one that everybody had like the ridiculous, ridiculously oversized swords, correct? Yes. A weapon. Except the dude I played. I don't know if you remember. I played the guy who looked like a, like a fetish model and he had like scissors on his hands. Oh, um, the guy, yeah. Beautiful people. The, um, that's why I was trying to remember Marilyn, his name. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, he yeah. looked like Marilyn, Marilyn Manson in a gimp suit with uh, Edward Scissorhands razors. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think I ever played this. I just am familiar with it. Your character was Voldo. Voldo. Yeah, and he would. He had like these knives for fingers, and one of his things was he would run away from you, foot backwards, and then do like a cat arch and walk on his toes and the and the swords and come at you like that. And that was oh, yeah. freaky. And that was one of his stances. You had to learn two sets of moves for Voldo. Once when he was in his bent over backwards, walking on his fingertips and tiptoes stance, and another one while where he was standing straight up. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about this one, but I I do not remember playing this ever. I don't think I ever played this once. Um, I think I would remember if it was that fast that I would probably would have been like, uh, let's go back to Street Fighter Two. Yeah, uh, and if this this game just had a whole lot of style. You could bust through ceilings or floors to reach other areas of the arena. Uh, some of the re- arenas, Voldo's creepy ass crab walk. He could run up the walls and drop onto you from the ceiling. He remains one of the creepiest uh, playable characters in any video game. Yeah, that sounds creepy. Yeah, just uh, uh, there are plenty of uh, YouTube videos uh, about like his movements and how much people were freaked out by him back in the day. Now I'm curious. <laughs> so, well, you could check that out on the break because we're going to close out. There are a few more that technically showed up uh, before the end of the 90s. But since they were more popular in the 2000s, we're going to talk about them in the now. And right now we'll go to the break and we'll come back starting with Guilty Gear. Shame. <laughs> He's turned into a ghost, apparently. Waldo. So I'd mentioned before the break that uh, we're going to be talking about a few games that technically appeared before our break point of the year 2000. But I also realized that I forgot our 1990s honorable mentions list. Mm -hmm. We can run that down real quick. So you started off with Pit Fighter, which is one of Pat's guilty pleasures. I loved that game. Well spoken. No, it it just was fun. I mean, it, it was very it was like a in my opinion, it was a. I liked it more than than Mortal Kombat. I thought it was a more fun, violent, bloody game than Mortal Kombat. Similar type of graphics, but more motion capture type. Yeah, and the cool thing, one of the things I liked about it was when you were fighting, if you got too close to the edge of the crowd, somebody would jump in and try and take you down too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was pretty, I, I forgot about that. That was yeah, guy just steps out of the audience and stabs you or something. You're like, what the? Heck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, get you with a broken beer bottle, and at the end they'd throw cash into the uh, center based on how well you did. Yeah, it was a cool concept. I'd like to see them try to do that again. I think it'd be really neat to have uh, 
you know, to have some sort of better AI that would pull that off on you. Yeah, the concept that you're in an underground fighting ring, you know, is, and they're betting on you and all that kind of stuff is kind of fun. Yeah, they'd have to give you more advanced moves because if I remember right, that was the big thing that held it back. Is it looked gorgeous, but once the graphics were outdated, you realize shit. These guys could pretty much only do three or four moves. Mm-hmm. That was why I liked it. <laughs> no, nothing complicated to memorize. Not a whole lot of hand-eye coordination needed. Just smash some buttons and watch the watch the guys beat each other bloody. Yep. How many uh, out of ten would you give it for facial contortions? Like six out of ten facial contortions? No, that's not six. It's it's one out of one through ten. <laughs> So, and the other one that Josh had on here next up was one of my uh, closet favorites was Eternal Champions. This one was kind of ridiculous. They it's it was a um, a sprite based game. The whole concept was there was this uh, main guy, kind of uh, Mortal Kombat ish, where they he brings people people from all over the globe, time spans, that sort of thing, and brings them to one place to fight. But the this was kind of Sega's version, like the kickback at Mortal Kombat, because there were some really graphic, uh, for the time, finishing moves in this one. Um, one of which that I remember was there was a uh, guy who was in a trench coat and a fedora that was a private investigator from the 20s and 30s in Chicago. And his uh, finishing move was he, if you... Kick some, you have to get somebody in the right spot and pull the right move on them. And his finishing move was there was a drive-by. A gangsters came by with Tommy guns and just gunned you down. And there was another one where you got kicked into one of these giant industrial fans and it chopped you to pieces and that sort of thing. I, I remember the drive-by because Josh used to play that character and he did that a couple times, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, that was that was my preferred guy. Yeah, yeah I think you, you even like created a Shadowrun character kind of based on him at one point. Sounds like me. Yeah, he, yep. had, the, <laughs> he had like the grappling hook that came out of his sleeve. Uh, also, what private investigators have. Yes, they do. And then there was Clay Fighter, which I remember that one. Which, yeah, the claymation. Yeah, it was. That was kind of con- concept wise. I think that was really cool. Is that it was? Yeah, I love the look of Clay Fighter. Oh yeah, it was, and it was, it was motion capped, but it was like, it was like uh, they would like uh, what's the the movies now where they do this the stop motion animation? It was all the claymation? Yeah, yeah, it was like like uh, California Raisins. Fighting yep. game. There you go. Uh, a couple I left off of the show notes. You've got the SNK also rans, which were huge, like Fatal Fury, King of Fighters, and Samurai Showdown. Just want to mention them because they're going to be important for the second half. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat before we hit the uh, 2000s were three different, well, a bunch of different Street Fighters and Mortal Kombat 2 through 4 came out before then. So, yeah. Right. It was just one after the other. So then we get to our more modern era where the first game uh, we want to talk about is Guilty Gear X. Now, the first Guilty Gear actually showed up on the PlayStation, but Guilty Gear X was the sequel that was the first one to make it to the arcades. And the Guilty Gear series, uh, this is actually one that I played for the first time preparing for this show on the PS4. Mm. It's a very fast and intense combo-based, like, futuristic anime fighter and i'm gonna i'm just gonna throw this one down if you start playing a fighting game and all the characters look like they dropped out of um crunchy roll you're it's gonna kick your ass there's oh yeah there's, there's a ton a, of those in this what, era oh what god is crunchy roll? uh it's like netflix for just for anime yeah but 
these just the I can't even imagine playing these seriously. I mean, I'm a button mashing on all these because the combos like from uh, Killer Instinct are nothing compared to the stuff that they have on these games. Oh, and they are so timing specific. I actually tried playing the tutorial to learn how to combo, and I had to quit out and just try to play against the computer because uh, I failed on the timing on the combo for, probably for a half hour yesterday. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a beautiful looking game. Yeah, uh, the, and one of the early criticisms in Guilty, the first Guilty Gear and Guilty Gear X is that the fighters were not particularly balanced. Like, there were some that were very clearly better than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is definitely true. You, I mean, who you pick in these games is also another one of those, uh, another one of those, I mean, especially in the, the start, the start of these series are extremely unbalanced. Oh, you know, when, uh, another one we forgot that was a, uh, a sleeper was, um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's true. And this falls into that category. That's why what? I popped in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Never. That's a great fighting game, huh? Oh, it's fantastic. You can play a pug. Yep. Is it really a fighting game? I like it's it. It's really a fighting game. Yeah. It's, and Pug kicks ass. <laughs> Which I was kidding. I'm not. Although, did uh, when did the game come out? Because I know they just released one like in the last couple of months. Maybe oh. even this year? Yeah, they released a new one. I have uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for um, Dreamcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's been around a while. The hell? And since we went to the break, there's been someone who's interested in fighting games who's been screaming at us because we haven't mentioned Smash yet. Technically, yes, the first Smash came out on N64, and you've got the mashup of all the different Nintendo characters you could play, like Mario versus Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really fight with those together? Huh? You can fight with those two together? Oh yeah, and oh. the game has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. The uh, the first real uh, breakout of the series is when it moved from N64 to GameCube because it goes past the whatever it was nine characters in the first Smash. Yeah, like twenty five. Huh. So you're talking you could play Samus from Metroid against Zelda. And a lot of these would have four-player battles. So you'd have, like, one dude who's playing the two ice climbers. One's playing Star Fox. Somebody else is playing Kirby. Somebody else is playing Mario. Somebody else is playing Pikachu. Or Samus. You can have Pikachu. Yeah. It's it's frantic. It's ridiculous. And I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) It is really difficult because you don't have life meters. Instead, every time you get hit, uh, your smash meter goes up. And the higher your smash meter is, the harder you fly back when somebody hits you. So the goal is to knock somebody off the arena where they can't possibly jump back in. So you build up their smash meter super hard, and then you hit them hard, knocking them off the arena. There you go, Pat. I posted a picture from the, I think this is the most recent one, isn't it? Super Smash Brothers? Uh, The the only reason I know about this game is because uh, they did a uh, an episode of uh, on Conan, they did an episode of uh, Clueless Gamer with it. Yeah, I think this mm-hmm. is the concept art for the one that's coming out for the Switch. I don't know if it's released yet. I don't think it has. Yeah, I see Fire Emblem guys in there. Penguin King from Kirby. There's a me. Yeah. yeah, I see the me's in there, and then Charizard and Pikachu, and uh... I think even there's even the um, oh, the girl from the exercise game from We Fit yeah. is in there now. Yeah, that was Wii Fit Trainer was in the last one, the one for uh, the Wii. Okay. 
the new one's going to have Pac-Man and uh, Little Mac from Punch-Out. Cool. And Mewtwo made it into the one of them also. He was in there once. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, that's, it's all characters you love. And actually, uh, Sony attempted to make a version of this that was really not very good. But um, this, I, I really want to learn how to play this, but I'm so terrible at it. It For me, it's just a falling in a pit simulator. <laughs> <laughs> I love playing as the ice climbers because you're playing as both of them the the guy guy Eskimo and the girl Eskimo and they're linked together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much fun. I've never been into this because uh, there's just pretty much most of the characters I don't even know. So, Aww. it's all classic Nintendo stuff. Yeah. So, one of the reasons why the show is a little lopsided is after the '90s, the fighting genre kind of fell out of favor it was no longer the biggest thing so they had to increasingly rely on gimmicks and this is where we start to get the capcom versus series which seems to be pretty hugely popular if i'm not mistaken yeah capcom versus snk was the first one then you had marvel versus capcom which i freaking loved yeah that is that is a great game i believe it or not i found marvel versus capcom um, one and two at Goodwill for three dollars a piece. So what, nice. you, could fight, you, you could fight like Iron Man versus M Bison. Yep. Oh yeah. And in fact, uh, uh, in some indi- uh, in some of the games, you had like a tag team. So uh, my, I'd have like Ryu and uh, Gambit from the X Men would be my team. Huh. Yeah, and I it's, can definitely see that. Or Cable, as in, I, I picked that, I picked it up and I brought it home. Now, now the thing is with these games, these are some of the more harder to find video games for the Dreamcast. Uh, I found those, I put it on, and I think Katie was playing Cable against Sophie, and was, she figured out how to fire his gun, and was spamming the gun button. And I, <laughs> I swear to God. And, I was in the kitchen making dinner and I heard those like the, the, the thing that I, it just made me smile because I'm like, if you don't stop using that move, I'm going to punch you square in the mouth. <laughs> I'm just like, I know that feeling. I should probably get in there right now. <laughs> Ghost Rider? Yeah. Ghost, I don't know if Ghost Rider is in one of the more his- recent ones. Oh, he, he's I, I in there. Screamed, I think you screamed that at me during the Street Fighter 2 once when I just kept doing the thousand of hand slaps. So. <laughs> Oh, well, that's everybody. That's like all I did the whole match, and Mike's all like, "Damn it, would you stop doing that?" It's a screen cap from uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three, is what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so disappointed that I wasn't actually very good at controlling Ghost Rider, considering how much I love him. Ghost yeah, Black Blackheart and Gambit were my Marvel guys. Now, one of one of the things that I liked about this uh, this one is that it kind of did pulled off some of the same things that you have with Dead or Alive because one of the cool features of Dead or Alive is that some uh, battles you would choose two characters, so you would choose like you could choose Spider Man and the Hulk, and then halfway through the game, then you could swap out, and they had combos that would play off of each other. So you could have like Wolverine and the Hulk, and you if you trigger the right combo, the Hulk would grab Wolverine and throw him at you, and that would be the combo. That's nice. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, later they eventually did Tekken uh, Street Fighter X Tekken, which finally combined those franchises. Mm. But in the early 2000s to the late 2000s, uh, Midway got around to saying, okay, yeah, we got to get in on this crossover thing. And they're like, okay, Marvel versus Capcom is huge. Let's do Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. And it didn't, it, it didn't work out real well. 
I mean, you, they sold a hell of a lot of games with the box front being Scorpion and Batman facing off. Mm-hmm. That's a very powerful image. Yeah. But unfortunately, it just didn't have the the playability, really. It wasn't. It was really hard, and the characters were kind of shoehorned in on each other also. And if I remember right, Warner Brothers wouldn't let uh, fatalities into the game because they didn't want anyone ripping out Batman's spine. Yeah, which kind of <laughs> kills Mortal Kombat right there. I mean... But uh, one yeah. of the things that Mortal Kombat... I picked up uh, a, uh, a copy of the most recent Mortal Kombat for the PlayStation... Well, not the most recent, maybe, but PlayStation 3 Mortal Kombat, and they've been adding characters, and one of the playable characters, Joel, here's where you're going to get excited, is Freddy Krueger. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he was the PS3 exclusive. Mm-hmm. Each version of that Mortal Kombat had a different special character, depending on what system you played it on. Yeah, and yeah, they, didn't they have Jason Voorhees in that, too? Yeah, he came up later. And that was, Soul Calibur did it also with the um, PlayStation 2, Xbox, and Dreamcast versions of uh, Soul Calibur 2, 2 or 3, maybe. One of them, like the GameCube version, the extra playable character was Yoda, and the PlayStation 2 extra character was uh, Darth Vader. I forget who the Dreamcast one was. But- Jar Jar. No, <laughs> but no, that was, they had extra characters that, and that's something that they've been, you know, with the whole, you know, exclusive type thing that's always going on with the video game systems. But, uh, it's kind of cool to, you know, play Voldo versus Yoda is, was kind of neat. Just like playing more, you know, Scorpion versus Freddy Krueger was a pretty cool game too. Nice. Uh, the other thing that, uh, kind of filled the void left by the genre kind of dying is the, all the anime fighting games. You got the Naruto, uh, Blazblue, which was done by the same guys that did Guilty Gear, Ranma One Half, and just so very many Dragon Ball Z games. Yes. Well, there's a lot of Blazblue ones too. I mean, Blazblue has yeah. gotten really popular. And this game will slap you straight into a seizure if you're not careful also. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. And I know Mike played one of the more unusual ones. They made a fighting game off of the Persona series, mm-hmm. which is their uh, RPG game, which is set in like a Japanese high school. Yeah. it's And it sounds a lot. Okay. Persona's been around since PlayStation 1. It's one of my favorite game themes. One of my... Uh, uh, titles across the board because their stories are always kind of like uh, supernatural. My favorite one that I'm playing right now that's uh, Persona Four, Persona Three, and the it's high school kids discover you know evil forces coming and taking things over, and they fight these these ghosts as evil things are coming at them because it's always the thing uh, by putting a gun to their head and pulling the trigger and they blow their persona out of the back of their head. What? Yeah. Oh, it was super controversial at the time. Yeah, it really was. But the game is so good. Um, so they made a, a Persona 4 Arena, and it's again, it's really timing based. It's you, you can't miss a block. I don't get past like the first three or four characters. If I if I can get to the fourth or fifth, I feel happy and I've, I feel like I've accomplished something. I have not completed any one of these. Uh, characters in this game, but the game is so cool, and the, the effects and the the 
the sprites are so well drawn in these games. It's very artistic looking. So, I mean, it's, it doesn't look like the old sprites of Street Fighter anymore. Now it's like a small, it's like a cartoon that you're watching. It's like a hand drawn cartoon. Yeah. And it sounds like kind of an obscure license for American audiences, but like the newest game, Persona 5, just came out last week. And in like one week has moved like 1.5 million copies for the mm. PS4. Yep. No, uh, 1.5. Oh, yeah, it's only on PS4. So, yeah, 1.5 million worldwide in, like, four days. Yeah. If I had more free time, it would be very difficult. (laughs) That's the only reason I don't already own Persona 5. If I had a PS4, I would own it, but unfortunately I don't. But if I had a hammer. So, following up the Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, you've got both the Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat just crank out a bunch of sequels. Uh, Mortal Kombat just abandoned numbers and started doing Unchained, Annihilation. Yeah. Just added random words until they got to Mortal Kombat X. Where they, I, I think Mortal Kombat X was the first one where you could make your own fighter. Yes. Like you take different components and create a character? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Design their fatality, design their special moves. You have to get Cammy pregnant. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that got weird quick. <laughs> I'm surprised it took this that. long. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it's, and that, but, uh, we'll toss it out there. That's not actually the first time that that build your own characters come, come across. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Virtua Fighter 4 came out for the PlayStation 2, and you could build and train your own fighter. And you would actually, it was almost like a little fighter Tamagotchi sometimes that you can fight them against. You can put them in there, train them, and then throw them into a game, and they would fight however you had trained them. And you can customize the look, customize the fight, customize combos and everything. And that was back at PlayStation 2. It's a cool concept. It's a lot more customizable then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Warner Brothers and Midway got back together again uh, through a local studio, Nether Realms, as another Chicago studio. Well, Nether Realms is kind of like the break off of Mortal Kombat people. Right. Yeah, I've actually accidentally driven by their office. I was dropping off a Lyft passenger right there. And uh, they came out with DC Injustice Gods Among Us, which has this interesting concept. And they released uh, a comic book in this alternate universe where Superman has decided that uh, enough is enough. He kind of goes crazy after Lois Lane gets killed and decides that the only way to... Make everybody behave is to take over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman doesn't care for this very much. So you have this whole roster of heroes and villains who are either on Team Batman or Team Superman, and uh, a series of pills that basically brings your power level up to that of Superman, so he doesn't just instantly kill you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's- Superman, yay! I love Superman. So I knew you'd appreciate that uh, that they know that if you're fighting Robin against Superman, Robin should just die. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they've got this. Okay, fine. Super pills. Everyone's as strong as Superman. Shut up. It's a fighting game. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's pretty much their response. And people are like, well, actually, well, shut up. It's a game. You know, because right. if the pills. Joker, yeah. no such thing as a super pill. If if uh, Thank you, nerds. <laughs> yeah, if the Joker goes up against Superman, guess who's gonna win? <laughs> you know, that's so, you, you play Barbara Gordon. 
Uh, she is, let me see. I don't uh, believe she is a playable character. I'm no. looking. You got Aquaman, Ares, Arkham Knight, Bane. Oh, Batgirl. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking post uh, Killing Joke. Oh, Jesus, dude. Washington in wheelchair? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Super pill. Shut up. <laughs> One of my favorite characters in this game is Lobo. Yeah, Lobo's badass. Harley Quinn's fun. Zatanna's yeah. fun. And the and the the fatalities are pretty cool in this one too. I mean, for what they've got, like uh, one of Aquaman's specials is he summons sharks that come up out of the ground and attack you. Why? Because he's because he's Aquaman fighting game. Shut up. You like know? a sharknado. Yeah, kind of. It's crazy how incredibly uh, Warner Brothers reversed their position on fatalities yeah. for this. Because <laughs> not only are there fatalities, they are particularly gory. Yeah, they yeah. I are. think they realized that it wasn't going to hurt their brand if you know people aren't thinking like, "Oh, Batman's dead" or whatever. You know, oh, especially considering the alternate universe uh, Injustice comic, like they're killing off characters left and right, and it's been a pretty popular uh, comic book. Yeah. Yeah, they're coming out with the sequel, I believe, this year for this game. Cool. And this and this one's everywhere. This one you it's on mobile, it's on you know, handheld, it's on a it's on uh I don't think it's on Game Boy. I know I've got it on um my Vita, which I'm like one of five people still playing those, so <laughs> sure. I don't even know what that is. That's a portable PlayStation. Ah. Uh. So I got a forty five minute commute on a train. What else am I gonna do? Right laugh at people but um but no it's um this is a lot of fun i mean this is i think where netherrealm studio went to went to warner brothers after the whole fiasco with the dc universe one it's like hey can we do this our way this time just trust us and it's it's got special editions you get the basic one then you get the extra one for the extra characters and there's new new skins for them and the game is a lot of fun to play i've heard good things about it yep (laughs) And for PC, you've got a ton of indie games uh, that have picked up the mantle left. You got Lethal League, Nidhogg, all these kinds of games. But the best one, uh, best known one is probably Skullgirls. Skullgirls is fun, but Skullgirls is hard. Yeah. They, they, they've gone back to the, to the, um, their roots on this one and it's cell shaded. Not cell shaded, uh, animated cells. It's like the old school Street Fighter ones, but the, it's, they've taken that and they've drawn in those Japanese Twitch type game, uh, fighting games to it. I mean, right now it's got a 10 out of 10 on Steam and 94% on, you know, it's, it's got great ratings and I have it also and it is a lot of fun to, to play, but it's another one of those where I'm like, oh, I got to the second person on the, on the fight. Yay. I'm going to count that as a victory. I just don't. There's so many games out now that I've never even heard of. Oh, well, they say on PC there were more games released for Steam in the last two years than there were in the history of Steam mm-hmm. previous. So, yeah, just the number of indie games, the number of uh, AAA, and then those mid-tier titles is just increasing every year. Yeah, and a lot of it's because a lot of these... um these studios are these couple, just a couple guys in their basement, you know, cause now the software that you need to create these things is more accessible than it ever has been. 
because they have like freeware versions of stuff. I mean, you want to do three 3D rendering, you've got a um, Blender is a free uh, 3D rendering program. I mean, you've got a lot of these free pro- free things out there that you can create a game off of, and you know, hey, couple guys sitting, you know, just like podcasting, couple guys sitting around. Hey, we should make a game. Cool, let's do that, and then it blows up. Yeah, the the last trend I think we want to talk about before we get into like favorites and whatnot and just sort of our personal experiences is uh, what they're starting now with the reboots. Back in 2011, they decided we're not doing X, we're not doing weird words after Mortal Kombat, we're just re-releasing Mortal Kombat with nothing after it, just Mortal Kombat. And it was fairly popular. Now, is that the one where you start out playing Johnny Cage? I don't think I've played this one. I, I remember when it came out, but whatever system it was uh, came out for first, I didn't own. It might have been PS3. Okay. Because I jumped from – I was an Xbox guy until I got my PS4. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been PS3 for a while, and I got I, the Mortal Kombat. And you start out playing Johnny Cage, and I have to say, compared to the animation and that that's going on – with other games, I was not impressed with the with the game itself. I mean, it's there; it's the same thing. You know, you've got your moral, you know, moral combat. You've got your fatalities. You've got the bloody fight and the twitch kind of twitch uh, fighting and all that. But I just was not real into this one as I normally was. Okay, yeah, it looks like this is the game you're thinking of. Only it wasn't Johnny Cage; it was Liu Kang uh, on the PS3. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia article. Oh, okay. Cause I know that there was the one, there was one that was on, um, Xbox and PS3 where, uh, Luke Kang was killed in the very beginning. Yeah. For, uh, for this one, this was also the one that, uh, they did the commercials. This has got the first one with the x-ray feature where, uh, when you get a knee to your jaw, okay. the action will slow down and they'll do an x-ray of your skull and then show your jaw cracking. Jeez. Yeah. It's what game was that? Mortal, uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah, they decided to drop This is another one by NetherRealm. Hmm. Yeah, 2011's uh, Mortal Kombat. It was PS3 and Xbox 360. So I guess I did have the system for it. I just never played it. All right. So did, what games did you guys play when uh, getting ready for this? Well, I played uh, Guilty Gear XD for the PS4. I didn't want to go first because I didn't get to play any of them. Uh, that's what I figured. That's why I jumped <laughs> <Right>. in. <laughs> I was just like video games. Yeah, <laughs> I was far too busy this week to be able to be able to play games. Sorry. No, it's cool. I mean, I I dug back into my my PS ones and you know played a. I played some Soul Calibur. I played some Tekken. You know, I jumped back into a lot of the old stuff that I've got. Um, I wish I still had, was able to play Eternal Champions, but I can't find it. I know it's in here somewhere. Um. And you know what? I, I I did play the new Street Fighters. And oh, five? Yeah. Well, not you no, no, on the uh, beta. No, no. Yeah, not, I, not five. I missed out on the free part, and I went to go get it today to try it out, and it was like thirty five dollars. I was like, oh, forget it. <laughs> no, especially considering it's uh, apparently not very good. I I actually have uh, Street Fighter Four for uh, PlayStation Three, and it's really pretty. Um, <laughs> it. Again, it's the the characters are more painted than they would be if uh, that instead of um, just cell shading or I mean uh, animated cells. I mean, I'll here I'll post one in the chat for you. But um, 
it's just it, you see the advancement. I mean, they get this, the mechanics is the same. I mean, you've got the same moves, you got all the same characters, and you know the the ridiculous uh, locations and all that. But now you've got like three dozen characters that you can choose from. But it's me being the graphics kind of liking the animation and liking the uh, art of this. It's really a gorgeous game. I posted a picture of uh, a Ryu on there, but oh yeah. Yeah, I've got Street Fighter X Tekken on Steam, which unfortunately is not a very good translation. It's fun to mess with a little bit. I, I get to play as Ryu again. Mm. And they've got a couple of the characters from uh, the old Final Fight beat em up. Oh, yeah. As playable guys, they've got Poison and they've got the An- Andre the Giant guy, Hugo. Poison's a weird character. Yeah. But yeah, so. But no, like, I mean, fighting games are always going to be fun. They're always going to be cool. I just, I, it's, the thing is, you can only do so much with them. Well, and especially on PC, there's been this crappy, crappy, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Trend with DLC. It's like they'll sell you 12 characters. And then if you want another 12 characters, there's going to be a $20 DLC. Yeah, it's the same on the consoles too. It's I remember the first time I saw like one of the fighting games and like the opening screen where you could pick your character, like so many blacked out characters. I'm like, what is this about? Like, right. oh, you got to unlock them and everything. I was like, man, screw that. Just give me all the characters right away. I'm <laughs> totally okay with unlocking characters by beating the game with certain characters or performing a challenge. If my method of unlocking content on the disc is to pay you another $20, I'm fucking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I can definitely see the difference, but I'm just—I personally, like, when I buy a game, I just—I want access to everything. I, I don't—I don't play like a fighting game for a storyline. You know, I just want to be able to fight all the characters against each other. Now, see, that's—that's that's me. I play—I'll play a game for a storyline. If you give me a game that's complete, and I'll pay and say that's sixty bucks, and there's a hundred hours of play playtime in there, or whatever, I'm good with that. And then if you later on you come up, with, hey, you know what? We came up with this other idea. This is thirty bucks. All right, cool. I at chapter two, I can do that. But now, I mean, there's there's a couple games out there. Some of these first person shooters, to get everything in the game, you're spending like four hundred dollars. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and if it's a maybe, it's just psychological. Like I don't have a problem paying for an expansion that comes out a few months later. But when I see that character select screen, and like Pat says, I can see there's twenty five characters, but I'm allowed to play with twelve of them mm-hmm. unless I pay for the others individually or in packages. It just makes me so mad. I don't even want to play the game. Yeah. And I'm all for the unlocking, you know, finish the game with this character. You unlock this person. Cool. And that gives me a reason to try and finish the game with every character then. Right. It adds some replayability to it. You know, Hey, I unlocked this character. Oh, cool. How'd you do it? Well, I finished it with this character and then I beat this boss, that and the other. Right. And nowadays it's, Hey, I unlocked this. How? Well, I just put in my credit card number. (laughs) <laughs> i'm not good enough to beat a game so i just want to be able to fight all the people like mm-hmm. like um okay the perfect example i mean i know this isn't a fighting game but you know um the wwe wrestling games like the character creation screen like half the characters are blacked out and i'm like i don't you know i want to just be able to play as andre the giant i don't want to have to do xyz to be able to do that i already bought the game for 70 dollars. let me play andre the giant right yeah i get it yeah, and we didn't expand this to wrestling games because there are a ton of them. I, I have yeah. one that I've never even installed on Steam. I think it's 2K16. Yeah. So, anything to close this one out? 
I do can. Yeah, I was going to say we could go with our favorite characters of all time, but for most of us, I think it's going to be Street Fighter characters again. Yeah. For me, it's always going to be Ryu. I mean, we've said multiple times throughout the show that for years, my uh, not my ringtone, my text star email notification has been the original arcade clip of Ryu throwing the Hadouken. Yeah. Um, I would if I had to like pick a favorite out of everybody that I've ever played. It's not going to be like E Honda, who I normally played as, because uh, my favorite would probably have to be Vega, because I just like the look of him. But I couldn't, I couldn't play him. I was no good at you know fighting him, so I didn't ever use him. But I just like that character. Hmm. Yeah. Well, if you like Vega, just put him in a sex dungeon, and you've got Voldo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, believe me, I have a bunch of videos queued up to watch after the show, so I may, I may change my mind. <laughs> Well, the tabs are flying free and loose. I never should have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, that was far too creepy of a laugh, just FYI. <laughs> How about you, Joel? Your favorite fighting game character of all time? Well, and I, I think we probably do have to go back to Street Fighter 2. I mean, I, I, I always... It has to be either Dalsam or, or Zangief, just because those are always my go-to guy. And, the, and even... And the other games we played, I mean, although I liked characters, I mean, those are the ones I was most comfortable with. So, yeah, I think I would go with those two guys still. Uh, this is going to sound goofy, but if I'm going by characters, like like characters that I, uh, backstory and that sort of thing, I like Johnny Cage just for the sheer fact that he is such a duck out of water in this situation that he's in. He's like in, in the, uh, the new one, he's absolutely clueless on the fact that he's fighting against, like when he fights Baraka, he has no idea that Baraka is actually a real thing. He just thinks it's all cool special effects. And at, at the end, end of it, he beats him and he gives him his card. And he's like, hey, get in touch with my producer. Your effects are fantastic. I love the complete <laughs> ignorance that he goes through the game in. It's just fun to watch. They've just made him dumber and dumber as the series goes oh, on. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. It's like at the end, and everyone's just kind of like, they'll finish a fight and they'll look at him because he has no clue what's happening. And they're like, there's no way that you're this stupid. Um, you're wrong. Bye-bye. Beyond well, Ryu. Sunglasses, so he's not that smart. Beyond Ryu, probably my favorite character is actually from Smash. I love playing as Kirby. Because Kirby. Kirby's got this move where all he does is he inhales and he swallows your character. And he shows up with special moves based on who you were. So, like, he'll inhale Link. He'll get a little green hat and a sword and a shield. And he'll start trooping around as this fat little pink thing with a sword and a shield and Link's hat. <laughs> or he'll swallow Mario and he'll have the little red hat and he'll start shooting fireballs. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, like, if, if I played any of the modern games, I would, I would end up with a different, like, a Superman or something like that would be my favorite. I think you would like the DC, the DC, uh... Um, Injustice? Most, yeah, Injustice, I think you would dig. Do they make that for Xbox One, I wonder? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't look like... It looks like it was a last-generation game. Oh, really? Yeah. If you want it on current generation, you can only do PS4. Uh, Xbox One is the one system it's not out for, it looks like. Oh, wait, nope, never mind. It's out for the Xbox One as well. They just left that off of the uh, tagline up here. That's hmm, a look for it. Yeah, it's yeah by cool. now you should be able to rent it. It's been out for a while. Redbox. Yep. 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 Hotbox. So next week. Next week. Joel, what are we doing? We are doing cover songs. Yeah, so we are going to choose some of our favorite cover songs. 
go with the originals and then go with the covers on the second half of the show. And uh, it's going to be kind of a pseudo um, top ten show. Yeah. A music show. Yeah. yeah, if you want to tell us about your favorite covers in advance of that show, or tell us about your favorite character from a fighting game, your favorite game maybe we didn't talk about, like maybe you were huge into Samurai Showdown, and we're super pissed that we didn't talk about it hardly at all, give us a call, let us know, at 708-NOW-RAP, at 708-669-9727. Yep, and if you're looking for some of our older stuff, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. So, thanks for listening, you guys have a good night. Shane! Shane, the fighting game. Everybody just <laughs> everybody just walks away from each other. Get over here, Shane. Tatsumaki Pensorokiago! Get over here. You mean the world to me. <laughs> <laughs>